Hello and welcome to Groupie Reboobs, the show in which we take popular movies, cartoons, comic books, franchises, pots of soil, and we turn them into uh, we turn them into rebooted movie feature length movies um, in the space of the next hour or less or more, depending on how good hopefully less or little we have to say. But you never know. So, uh, how are you, Lewis? Well, I'm your host, MJ. How is how are you, my other host, Lewis? Um, I am Lewis Cooper. Thanks for introducing me. Um, I'm delighted to have you as my co-host. It's <laughs> um... <laughs> delighted. You know what? I've always wanted to get that line in because it's from No Me, No You, Alan Partridge. And every time I do this, I wanted to say I'm delighted to have you as my co-host. And I finally did it on the 17th there episode, or whatever this is. <laughs> the Alpha oh, yeah. Papa himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing. But yeah, I'm I'm very well, thank you. Well, I'm not well. No one is. It's all awful. But no, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's kind of why we do these these things. Is just to give us ourselves a momentary distraction from the horrors outside. Hmm. Um, like yeah. the horrors. Uh, the this week's show. That was a good segue. Segue. Speaking yeah. of awkward segues. Um, <laughs> uh, this week's uh, show is about. Well, we were going to do Ghostbusters, but. We were concerned that that was quite a big property to take on, I think. Um, not that we haven't taken on large properties before. Oh, well, yeah, uh, it's a Saturday night. But, uh, you know, um, we thought uh, we want, if we were going to do Ghostbusters, I think we wanted a bit more time to really mull it over. Mm. And so we decided instead to go a little bit niche and do uh, extreme Ghostbusters. Niche um, to see you. Niche. To see you, niche. <laughs> um, that's a little bit of uh, Bruce Forsyth there for anyone who's not English. He was a uh, he was a, a famous Saturday night uh, TV ho- game show host. Um, what was it called? The show he did. Um, um, it was wasn't it Extreme Ghostbusters. Let's just move on. It wasn't. On. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, it was Blankety uh, Blank, he, something like that. He also played the shark in Jaws. Not a lot of people know that, but uh, <laughs> it's true true story um so for those who don't know extreme ghostbusters was in my opinion the best ghostbusters thing that's ever been made um whoa i well hang on let me just spit this out i think i think apart from probably (laughs) probably the original movie i mean in terms of since ghostbusters yeah yes no that's that's fair you know, um, and I mean, bear in mind, I love Ghostbusters too. Like, mm. like it's one of my own children. You, you love know? Ghostbusters too, or Ghostbusters as well? I, well, both, I guess. <laughs> but Extreme Ghostbusters, I, uh, I think, in terms of stuff that's come from that original movie mm. or those original two movies, is yeah. the best thing they've done. Um, the best way I can describe it, it, I think it gets a bit of a bad rap because it was called Extreme Ghostbusters. So then whenever anyone brings it up, they go, oh, yeah, in the 90s, everything was extreme. Like, And so it gets written off instantly based on kind of that mindset. Hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll try and frame it in a... Uh, they've been pl- replaying it on you. I mean, that is accurate, though. Every, everything oh. in the 90s was extreme. Like. It, was, it was to the extreme. <laughs> Um, it was but uh, so i think so it's i've been victim, told i think it's a victim of trying to um cater itself to like you know the fads of the time with a name um but i mean the best way to describe it is it's basically like if fans came up with an idea for a sequel to ghostbusters um and it's uh i mean the first thing i want to talk about is the theme tune is uh, the best way to describe it is it's a cover of Ghostbusters via Marilyn Manson in the 90s. We don't talk about him anymore, but I mean... Well, yeah, I, so. I know, but if you imagine if Marilyn Manson went, oh yeah, Ghostbusters, I fancy a crack of that one, you know. Uh, <laughs> Where's he from? <laughs> from... Oh no, now we can't put this out. I'll, I'll bleep that. Okay. He said what you said i did that's exactly what i said <laughs> uh, so um yeah so it you know the the, the theme tune really sets the tone for it though doesn't it mm, it's very dark so. kind of 
like grungy version of the theme tune. And then the show is very much in the same vein. Uh, we've we've been, we've been watching it on they're releasing a, an episode every week on YouTube at the minute mm. on the Ghostbusters channel. I watched the fourth um, one today. There we go. And uh, we talk about it quite regularly on the uh, on the old internet. Mm. And, um, because that's our lives now. As we on see. the blower. Ghostbusters on the old blower, yeah. On the old dog and bone. Um, and um, I mean, to, to give you an idea of the show itself in terms of tone, the third episode is about like race hate and anti-semitic like, hate crimes yeah, they go straight to it crimes and uh, involves like a huge kind of like um i can only describe as like a kind of hellraiser-esque monster it's a golem isn't it devours, like, yeah he is yeah golem, um that de- that's made of clay and devours racists um, yeah. <laughs> and it, which sounds pretty good yeah i think well, we should give that a go like so I mean, it's funny that I mentioned Hellraiser because the design aesthetic for the ghosts really draws from that kind of film. I, think. I mean, you do mention Hellraiser quite a lot. It's... I mean, you know, <laughs> that's kind of just my thing. That is uh, your thing, yeah. But, you know, um, it, but it does really draw from, I guess, that era of movies in terms of mm. monster design. Um, in Absolutely. fact, an episode later on in the series that is directly inspired by the Cenobites from the original Hellraiser. Mm. Um which is cool. Um, but I think the big thing is, um, and I bring this up because it, uh, we'll talk about something related to it later, is they did bring back the odd ghost from uh, from the original Ghostbusters series. Um, and those designs were already pretty scary. Um, but they brought back a character called the Grendel, um, which basically takes children and turns them into a version of itself. And it's very, very, very scary, even for kids cartoon even for me at 24 it'll yeah, be scary you know uh... i sit there at six o'clock in the morning eating my old bran <laughs> quaking in my quaking in my my bed pants in your quakers in my, oh yeah eating my quakers oats and <laughs> quaking of my own you know um so it's uh again i'm trying to set the tone of the show before we go into trying to reboot it You're doing it well thanks um, but it was a much edgier version of Ghostbusters. And the original Ghostbusters cartoon was already quite, um, like, scary, but it, there was a, a real load of kind of goofy comedy to it that Extreme Ghostbusters does not have. Like, hmm. um, So the basic premise of the show is that um, Egon uh, discovers that there are ghosts kind of loose in New York City again, Um and he's the only Ghostbuster left, really, isn't he? Like, but he's not a Ghostbuster. I think he's a professor, mm. and um, and so he kind of recruits. Um, and I'll see if I can mm. remember their name. Go on. Um, he recruits four kind of teenagers who are in his um, class, which is like study of the metaphysical or something. It's whatever mm. they tell Chris Hemsworth to say on the phone <laughs> in, in Ghostbusters remake. Um, studies of the metaphysical. I think is the the class they're in, and he yeah. basically recruits these um, the these, four students that are in there. These four, these yeah, the only four students who are yeah. in there. <laughs> you'll do. Um, and you've you'll got child soldiers. Uh, Roland, which is the kind of like nerdy bookish guy, um, mm, played by Carlton know, Banks. He's he is played by Alfonso Ribeiro. He is. Um, and then you've got um, Eduardo. Who's kind of like a beatnik, I guess. Is it mm. a, 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 also a bit of a sex pest? He is a little bit. In the Peter Venkman trend. Uh, which leads us on to Kylie. Who You're just writing this down. Sex bit, pest. I, 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 Eduardo's sex pest. Uh, Kylie, um, who is the, like, that's a, such a 90s girl's name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, she's a, kind of like a gothy, like, you know, no friends kind of, like, you know, like darkness is my only friend, kind of. Mm. Uh, she's basically Daria with a better haircut, isn't she? <laughs> um, and she? Uh, and she's the object of Eduardo's affections. That's kind of like the... Yeah, or sex pestery. And then we've got... Um, I always forget the last one, but I, luckily I looked it up earlier because I always forget his name, which I shouldn't. Um, but he's basically the Peter Venkman um, of the... He's called Garrett. Hmm. Um and uh, he's in a wheelchair. Um, he is. And that's Quite his, progressive uh, for the time. Uh, we, it really was, until you get into, like, the thing I remember about the original show 
was in action scenes he'd like they'd be like fighting ghosts on a he'd have got up onto like the top of like you know uh some scaffolding or something um, mm. Using some conveniently placed ramps. Yeah, New York City up. always seemed quite accessible, and, um, and like usually so for the late nineties. Wheels would like land perfectly on the top <laughs> of it, so we could, you know, like or things like that. So his the fact that he has a disability, um, which is a lesson we can all take, uh, barely impedes his ability to fight mm. ghosts. Um, if anything, it spurs him on. He's more of the he's like a daredevil kind of character, um, isn't he? But he's also a complete dick. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Um, in the race hate episode, it turns out that all these racists who are attacking the um, the uh, the kind of the Jewish synagogue, the synagogue, yeah, um, are uh, are Garrett's friends from the street when he was mm. growing up, um, and they're I mean, the opening scene in that episode, they're fairly racist towards Roland, which mm. I'm, I'm I remember, I'm sitting there thinking. This is for kids, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Um, but again, like, I guess that's why I think it's such a good version of the show is because the racism. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't pander to um, pandas children the way that a lot of cartoons had yeah. to before. I think it kind of follows that later trend of there being quite a few jokes in there as well that kids wouldn't even notice, but an adult would kind of go. Hang on a minute, did, that, did they just say that kind of thing? Yeah, like, uh, well, I think it just doesn't treat its audience like they're stupid. It mm. goes, you'll get this. I Like, we're just going to talk to you like people. Um, Imagine and that. And I think uh, the other characters they bring back before we get started uh, are... Don't spoil it, I haven't watched it all again yet. <laughs> you know, uh, Janine Melnitz is yep. the main cast. She comes back as the receptionist. and, um, and She hasn't progressed in her career. And of course, you could not have Ghostbusters without Slimer. Yeah. Um, although you can, as the movies prove, because mm. he's barely in them. Yeah, he really <laughs> isn't. Um, in fact, I think in Ghostbusters 2, he like opens a bus and goes, oh. That's it, yeah. You I'm know. still here. Um, but apparently, he's the, if you, especially according to the original cartoon, it, eventually they ch- turned that into Slimer and the Ghostbusters by mm. season three. So. He's like the logo, isn't he? Yeah, like he's um it's just John Belushi's memory lives on. It does, it does, and that's very <laughs> nice. Um so I mean I guess what we've got to do is take that idea and try and turn it into a functioning movie. So I guess I I mean have you got some thoughts? On how we would I've do got it. many thoughts to be honest with you. Um, are they related to this? Oh, okay. Um, oh, now, we're, now we're in trouble. Um, <laughs> just shrunk to nothing. Yeah, I think the, the basic premise of it can, can could work really well for a reboot, like because it is just kind of that is the thing now, isn't it? Like, is taking these old properties and doing sequels to them using some yeah. of the characters and then adding a bunch of new ones. Well, it kind of is a reboot of its own, yeah. Way, um. Oh, our job's done. That's it. Yeah, there we go. So just go watch the show. That's yeah, what check. we would have done. Uh, um, but I do think that's why it works is because it's written like if you had like if someone said what would you like to do with Ghostbusters, that's the idea you would come up with. Mm. I think in terms of, um, of of a cartoon sequel, especially as a as a kid, if someone said what would you like to do with Ghostbusters, well, I'd want people like me being trained by the Ghostbusters to become Ghostbusters. That's that's a good. Mm. So the thing, I mean, what I'm thinking is, do we, do we make, do we make kind of extreme Ghostbusters a version of extreme Ghostbusters that maybe is a reboot of the original movies, if that makes sense. So kind of, yeah. Uh, or do do we reboot the reboot? Oh. Or do we do both? Do we act as if? Yeah. Do we we act as if? um, Act as if. uh, As if the uh, the extreme Ghostbusters already was a sequel to that to the movie, uh, to the movies, and then build from that. I don't know. What do you think is the best Um, idea? That might make it more complicated. I like the idea of. Doing it as a movie, but as a sequel to the movie, as you said. All right, yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be a bit easier, a bit simpler as such. Um, but I, I mean, I, obviously, our approach as well would be to try and make it different for, uh, enough yeah. for the cartoon that it's something fresh and new. Mm. Um, okay, so um, now the big problem we've got here is that we don't have Harold Remus anymore. That's true. Um, which is a massive shame because I think like 10 years ago, this would have been the mm. perfect we could, setup. We could just um, pretend. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's let's awesome. say we've, let's say we've got to pitch this to a to a studio. So let's give let's us that Disney CGI we money. We can't have we can't resurrect them using CGI because all that'll happen is people will do like deep fakes and show us how bad ours looks compared <laughs> yeah. to theirs. You know. So let's say okay, we can't have Harold Ramis. Um, so who's our next choice? I tell you what, it, I think the obvious choice after that would be Ray, wouldn't it? He's it would, the, and that's why I don't think we would do. We should do that. Okay, because I was kind of thinking if we did do that, because Dan Aykroyd is a bit is a bit of a nut in real life for this stuff. Like he's a bit, yeah. he's well into this. Like people don't realize. I know, obviously, you know, but he wrote Ghostbusters because he absolutely loves all this paranormal business, and I don't think in his mind it was ever a comedy because you know it's quite serious, and it's just that um, Peter Venkman being all sarcastic and that that makes it funny, really. But yeah. I, I thought maybe we could do that and have him as kind of a, he's gone way too far into it and he's trying to raise the, this new team, but they're all like, this guy's insane and we can't get away from him kind of thing. Just, just one little idea. Like they're, they're almost unwilling to be these essentially child soldier ghostbusters. So you mean like really keep the comedy element of it? Like, um, like, it sounds like the premise of like a Will Ferrell movie almost. Well, I'm thinking like not even as a comedy, just like he he's gone nuts because he's just he's like I say he's been exposed. Maybe he's been exposed to this stuff all this time, or he's got way too far into it. He's, you know, he's he. I mean, he's the one who um, Goza got in the head of, wasn't he? Like it was, um, yeah. and like he could be he could be like right, I need some new Ghostbusters. Maybe the the rest of the team is dead, and we don't know what happened just yet. That could be a little thread. Oh, and right. then um, he recruits a new team and they're like, we don't really want to do this. And he's kind of like, no, 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 you've got to, like, you know, New York needs you. But really, it's kind of him being a bit mental. Also, there's ghosts as well. But, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe I mean, I'm just throwing some ideas on it. Uh, what um, were you kind of thinking? Right. Well, I mean, my my instant choices, because I always feel like no one ever did anything interesting with him, would be Winston Zedmore mm. as, a, as kind of like the 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 unlikely teacher because i mean egon makes sense he was the guy who knew everything mm. about ghosts he designed all the equipment he designed the containment unit um and he was a, a professor um you know um whilst ray ran like a bookstore didn't he of like weird yeah. occult um, ray's occult books or whatever it's called uh, he's basically like a sleazy um psychologist isn't he mm. and that's kind of the team but winston was just like a guy they hired because they needed more manpower yeah he um, just he just needed so a job it feels to me like like this kind of really unlikely leader where mm. he's like where they're like well, you've got to tell us what to do like mr zedmore and he's like i like i don't know mm. like you know they hired me to hold a gun and point it at yeah spooky things you know i like that and, idea and so now you've got winston as well has a story arc where he kind of learns to be a leader when he feels like he's the least deserving of all the Ghostbusters mm. to be one because I, yeah I really like Winston as well and I really like Ernie Hudson just as a person yeah, as well, well he's uh that's what I'm thinking is like if you're going to work with any of them it's it's mm. Hudson, isn't it? yeah and he still looks more or less the same so well, you know it's a... have, I mean I like the idea of Ackroyd what if oh Oh, here we go. Enmeshing. He's the bad guy. Yeah, so that's what that's what the, the gears are turning. Not quite intentionally, but you mm. know, like you say, he's saying, gone too far. So far, and you could even have him like. So, let's go, let's go back and try to form a plot here. So we've got um. We need like an opening thing. Here's what I think. Go. Right. Are you ready? We discussed yep. it very, very briefly earlier, but this is why I brought up the Grendel earlier on. Oh, yeah. um, so um, I'll, I'll describe the scene of what I'm thinking and then we'll move forward from there And because then it'll reveal what, I, what I'm thinking. Um, so 
um it's late it's late night new york city it's some kind of you know like um house in the in the suburbs you know probably queens or somewhere like that uh peter parker could live next door to it kind of thing you know what i mean that's and, a crossover uh, and uh there's a like a kid's like uh you know good night mom i'm off to bed and they're like good night little susie or whatever she goes upstairs and she gets into bed and like uh you know parents checking are you all right yeah yeah um and she you know um so she's lying in bed and then slowly the closet door opens and a little orange light slips through and she's like she gets up she knows what it is and she closes it and we get the idea oh this is you know she's seen this before mm-hmm. she puts something against the door um but it's it, now it's not enough do you know what i mean like whatever this is it's it's starting to get through uh, and it bursts the door open and you see the big shadow of this kind of like huge headed pointy eared thing step out and you don't get a good look at it you just see the shadow coming out these big claws come around the door and then you just see like a a furry hoof step round and then this girl screams and then it she just see her get pulled away and then the door closes and the the mum comes in and she's like uh, little Susie where are you where are you oh and we cut to like you know pulling away from the house uh, you know realizing this girl's gone because we've brought back Ghostbuster favorite from the original series the boogeyman oh no like, and if anyone ever saw the original series oh that guy was terrifying like you see, I don't remember watching it as a kid, but watching it as an adult, I'm terrified of it. So yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, like, I have nightmares about him all the yeah. time. Like, he was just awful. Like, and they, he was so popular in the original series that they did a sequel episode, which they hardly ever did for, mm. like, um, for featured ghosts. Um, because he was so fucking scary. Like, everyone thought, you know, he was like remembered by everyone who watched the show. Um, and the fact that he didn't bring him back for Extreme Ghostbusters has always just been weird because mm. it's so popular. Um, and so, I mean, so the, basically the boogeyman, he can travel through closets is my... Um, is I had an uncle like that. <laughs> but he also feeds on people's fears, um, which I think could be a really good theme for um, the movie. Yeah? Mm. So... Um, if the more people are scared, the more powerful he becomes, which means like, um, so this girl at the beginning, you, you'd establish that he couldn't get through the closet. She kept blocking this closet at night to stop him getting in. But the more scared she got every night that he was coming by, the more power he built up until. Mm. And then he, he takes these kids to like this weird, like world where it's not really suggested what happens to them, but it's kind of like it's a bit sketchy, you know. Mm. Um, you know, it's uh, you wouldn't want to take your kids there on holiday, kind of thing. No, certainly not. Um, so, so that's I'm thinking that is a cold opener, yeah. Very cold. And then uh, we cut, you know, we cut to like the next day, and like so, the Ghostbusters are like a distant memory. Like people hardly even remember them. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's like iron lungs in the fifties. Like you know, like people like very that didn't obscure reference. <laughs> you know, but you know, like oh, it's very prevalent for today though. Is that you know, you see these pictures of people in polio wards and they're all casting iron lungs, and people look and go fake. You know? <laughs> and you go because people have learned nothing, um, and so you know that's a good kind of arc as well. Is that you know um, since nineteen eighty. Three when the what, original, goes original film 84, I think. 84. Um, and then 1990 for the sequel, is that right? 89 or 90, yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one feels like a 90s movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, let's say it's a good 30 years since that happened. And people are genuinely like, ah, no, it was all. It's all stupid. All that fake. is exactly what would happen, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how do we know that, like, that we weren't all just looking at, uh, you know, looking at the same reflections from the lake that made the 
statue look like it was walking through New York yeah. City. Even in the second one, they denied the first one, didn't yeah, they? Exactly, so, you know, was, <laughs> so you've got that, and like, and ghosts. Are, but you've still got a few people who are like enthusiasts about this kind of thing, yeah. Mm. Um, and so you have, um, you have like a class, like a little homage, you know, to the cartoon, which is a class of students who turn up to this night class of, um, of course, of what you call it. Um, study of the metaphysical um kind of uh, that kind of thing um and we get there and we're expecting to see egon we build that up you know like um like oh well who's the teacher oh, i don't know like um but uh, he used to be like a, an expert in the field and we're all like we know who it's going to be and then the door opens and it's winston zedmore and they're like why are you even teaching this class you don't you don't know any of that that stuff you know, and it's basically like, because I was a Ghostbuster, everyone assumes that I do. Like, you know, so this 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 kind of low rent community college hired me to, um, you know, to come and uh, to teach here, um, you know, because I, and I explained to them, I don't have a, any kind of education in this. Like, you know, but all I can tell you, like, is my experiences about when I was a ghostbuster, you know, and whether those times that, that I faint went to space and stuff are even canon, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, with that time That's I turned into a square chicken, did that happen? <laughs> did it not? You know, um, so you can have little references to maybe stuff that happened in the cartoons and things like that, but you know, we're mainly coming off the movies. Um, so Winston had some adventures as a ghostbuster, um, um, you know, but he has no formal education, and that's going to be kind of our tone for him throughout the movie, if you know what I mean. Is that he doesn't feel like he deserves to be held up there with these great scientists that he worked with. Mm. Um, but he does because he did the classic thing of, well, you know what, we'll come back to that at our ending and discover what he learned when, whenever that may be, or <laughs> if ever that. May be. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm trying to, let's try and skim over the kind of quick, the, the, this intro stuff. But basically, Happily. we're introduced to uh, Roland, Eduardo, Kylie and Garrett, the fan favourites, you know, those characters. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll cast them based on, we'll talk about casting, I guess, later on. But, you know, we'll cast them based on kind of like hip, young actors of the time. The sleazy guy is going to be James Franco yeah, straight away. <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> Um, Originally, I thought James Franco was for Slimer. But... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, uh, Seth Rogen can be Slimer. Hey, hey, it's me. <laughs> 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 Gonna eat you. Anyway. Anybody got any weed? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> he, he's, you know, he, he basically, but they're enthralled by this guy because they're like, like, you know, you're a legend kind of things. And so, um, what happens is they start kind of going to this class. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, no. What's All going ready? on? Hey, guys. Hey. Where, uh, where are you going to phone? That's right. Where, well, uh, where are you going to phone? That's the... <laughs> oh, right. I see. That's the... Uh... Yeah, I know, I know all about this. So what we need, what we need is a big name. We need a big name. So I'm going to need you to bring back Melissa McCarthy's character no, from that amazing... <laughs> I mean, yes, sir. Ma'am. Or oh, madam. It was just such a good, iconic feminist performance. <laughs> You're right there, Charlie. Something <laughs> happened to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Someone so else... Around, I, probably had that looked at, to be honest. I gotta go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh man! They're uh, in a spanner in the works. I was not expecting that. All right, you never do. But I think we, we can learn. figure it out. We we're looking for a for a bad guy. <laughs> no, yes, um, we haven't got many female characters in this. So no, no, we don't. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm with you. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, uh, so let's do this. So, where was I? Yeah. So, 
um, they're enthralled by like what Winston says, and so they start going to these night classes, and we kind of set it up like um, like Community, you know, the TV show, mm-hmm. where these kind of four are bonding with Winston, and he's kind of telling them the tales of, you know, and we can have a montage, and he's like, so, you know, you see him going like, you know, or like, uh, uh, or like, uh, okay, and, and he's like, yeah, and then we went into space, and like, you know, we've, uh, and they're like, okay, like. <laughs> How? Like, who paid for that? Um, you know, uh, and he's telling, you know, and they kind of form like this relationship with him. Um, but then uh, one of them, I'm going to say Roland. Um, Let's say Mo. <laughs> his, uh, his I, well, I mean, it could be any of them, but what, like, let's say Roland for the sake of argument, one of their, one of their little brothers or sisters or cousins or something little some probably a direct sibling gets um grabbed by this boogeyman thing so this has been kind of happening in between you know like mm. kids have been disappearing keeping and it spooky as well as keeping it like, light. oh man like what's so um this happens to Roland, but he doesn't live. So you know, his mum phones and goes, "Hey, yeah, uh, little Annie's disappeared. We don't know where she is." And he's like, "Oh my where god, where's she from?" He goes there, <laughs> um, but he finds some ectoplasm. Maybe Winston's been showing them like various Opus things. ectoplasm, anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe Vin- Winston's been showing them various things in class and stuff. You know, while he's been so he brings in like you know the the old rusty like proton pack or whatever or. Um, or, he, or he's got some jars of like the, the pink ooze from um, from Ghostbusters 2 and it's like mm. dancing and he's like, oh, shit, no, <laughs> that one. Uh, you know, and then, but he's got, he's got some like ecto, you know, he's got like different kinds of like slime and stuff and like Roland sees that and he's like, so he goes back and he's like, you know, I think, I think something's happened here. Something you know, strange in the something, neighborhood. Something mysterious and ooky has gone on. Um, <laughs> That's the other franchise. Oh yeah, um, and so um, yeah, and so they they go and investigate, and uh, he's got the PK meter, and he's like trying to get it to work, and he's like, oh, this thing's really old, and it goes off the charts in this room, and he's like, something really bad's happening, you know, um, and um, but we then discover that uh, the boogeyman's been k- taking these children and keeping them in this dimension, yeah. Right, so yeah, that's a good segue. Speaking of awkward segues, um, so uh, yeah, they got this place and he sets off the PK meter and it's off the charts. He's like, I've never seen a reading like this. Something really, really bad must be happening. It and don't then look good. Cut to Boogie World or whatever it's called. Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, and he's got all these kids there and he's keeping them terrified the whole time um, because it's making him stronger and stronger and stronger. And now he's strong enough that he can walk through this closet and he steps out into the real world. And so the first thing he does is he goes, right, like now I'm through, like I need my power to grow. And there's only one way to do that. Everyone needs to be scared. But I'm only one boogeyman. And so he goes, he cut to the old fire station. Um, and it turns out like um, Winston's been living there, like you know, it's kind of a bit run down. But he's like, yeah, I got nowhere else to go. You know, I'm teaching at a community college. I'm not earning the the big bucks that I used to be. Um, and so um, the boogeyman breaks in there, and he goes down to the old containment unit. It's all covered in spoopy doopy um, cobwebs and stuff. He goes down into the basement and he turns it off. And it's been running down there for... That's why Winston's been staying there as well. Mm. He's been making sure that... Paying the power bills. Um, And the boogeyman turns it off and unleashes all the ghosts because if everyone's terrified in New York, his power can only grow bigger, you know? So there we go. Now we've got our setup. Suddenly the ghosts are... Set free, and Winston sees the boogeyman at the last minute, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, now my power will grow to be." He's got a horrible voice, but I can't do it because it's so yeah. Bad. Uh, like I can't do it. Even thinking about it makes me feel a bit cold. Yeah. Um. I already was horrible screechy voice. Um, yeah. 
and he's, he's like, oh, I'm, 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 you know, with all these ghosts in New York City, it won't be long before everyone's terrified and the boogeyman will reign supreme kind of thing, you know. Um, and then, so then we get the dun, 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 montage with all the ghosts spreading across the uh, New York City. Go in the tailpipe. Yeah, you know, like, so, but then, but we get to revisit, like, some proper classics from the, um, you know, from, from the cartoons, maybe, and the, um, and the movies. God, I want to watch well. Ghostbusters right now. I know, yeah. <laughs> Can we stop? Oh, come on, Netflix, actually, so. It just, yeah, so, yeah. And Ghost, and 4K, there's a 4K version on. I'm not here to advertise <laughs> streaming services, Lewis. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, Ghostbusters 2 is on uh, four, the 4K versions on Amazon Prime at the minute as well. There you go. There you go. There's your weekend sorted. Um, it is. So, yeah. So they, all the ghosts get unveiled, you know, unleashed in New York. And Winston's like, I got no, I got no choice. Yeah, you know, and he calls up his students and he's like, I need your help, you know. Um, and so he enlists them. And now they've got, they're, they're out in New York City, but there's ghosts everywhere. Everywhere. Like, you know, um, so that you know, they're like trying to, they're trying to stop them. Um and but it's 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 too much, you know. Um I do. And so oh we've we've missed our Dan Aykroyd here now though. That's okay, we'll keep going. Okay. I like I, I it makes sense for having just shoehorn him in because we still get get Melissa McCarthy in, haven't we? Well, yeah, so my Dan Aykroyd can be the post credits tease for the sequel. Maybe, yeah. I was thinking of someone else for that. Oh, were you? Is it me? I'll see. It was, yeah, it was you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now there's ghosts loose in the city and they've got a, uh, you know, these Ghostbusters have got a, the new Ghostbusters we've established, got to track them down. Um, Extreme Ghostbusters. But Winston's like, you know, we're not prepared for this. And they're like, no, man, like all your stories you've told us, like this is your, this is your, this is your moment to show New York that you 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 are the uh, the the real Ghostbuster. Oh, because, oh, I get because it. all those guys, it was all theory and you know uh, like university and degrees and you know um, and science and like you know and all this kind of like um, stuff that felt unattainable to Winston, but he learned. By just doing it, by just going out and putting in the work, and so he like is the true Ghostbuster. Yeah, elbow he, grease. Because he didn't, he didn't go out there on a theory or a hunch, and you know, he 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 couldn't work out equations and design all these things. He just had a tool and a job to do, and now he's got another job to do, and that's save New York City. And kicks open the door with his old uniform on. And he's like, right, let's go do this. And they've all got cool new versions of stuff because it turns out that um, that uh, let's say Garrett um, is like an expert tech tech guy. Um, I can't remember who that was. I think Egon was still building all the stuff in the show. Um, I think so. But well, let's say him and him and uh, him and Eduardo were a pretty spry. Of, um, you know. At, building this kind of thing so they've been like helping improve on the old designs and stuff in in private you know what i mean like they've been like oh well what if we turn the trap into like this cool other version you know where it's like uh, it's much easier to carry around like proton packs they're massive you know what um, we can condense this down into like um you know like a belt pack or you know or whatever and like and they've been working on like all this upgraded stuff so when it comes time like they go Actually, we've got this. What I really want, I've always wanted to put in a Ghostbusters movie. Is... Hang on, sorry, man. I'll be back in a sec. Is uh, the proton sword. Yeah? So it's like, you know, the energy they shoot out of the gun but like wrapped around like a steel coil. So it can cut through ghosts. Um, so maybe maybe Kylie's got one of them. Um, mm. They go, hey, is this, here's this cool sword for, you know, so just that way you get to kind of introduce these kind of cool 
like uh, toys that you can sell to children as well. Nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but you know, you're, you're adding something new to the to the mix. So, um, I mean, there's a couple of things I'd like to nick from the 2016 remake, which is the Jill Um but not make them like whips for some weird reason. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like it's a cool idea, but then why why are they whips? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, but like some some like dual pistol, uh, you know, um, guns uh, like a sword. Um, oh, I got Garrett's got like literally like a wheelchair mounted like almost jetpack like you know proton bazooka or something like that. You know, and they go out. Um, led by Winston with his classic proton pack and proton gun and he's like, right, and they go so they start hunting these ghosts down they're shooting them all you know, blah 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 um, and then um, it comes to right, the only way to stop this though is to is to um, what you call it, we can't catch all these ghosts one by one we've got to, we've got to stop the stop whatever let them out and that'll for for some reason via movie logic if we stop the the big boss man that will put them all back in the containment unit yeah mm. yeah or 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 if we can send the boogeyman back there we go that's better a bit bit better movie logic for you so what they need to do is send the boogeyman back and he'll take all the the ghosts to boogie world with him yeah, something that uh, you know that means that they. Are you playing with toys? I am also playing with toys. I was trying to figure out what the noise was. Um, I thought it was Marge Simpson grinding her teeth. Also <laughs> that, and her changed voice. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so something like um, you know, like a final battle where um, if they they figure out if they take care of the boogeyman, all these ghosts will go back to um to they'll get sucked into boogie world um you know or maybe or maybe he's like opening oh, i hate it it's such a cliche but uh, you know maybe all oh, right maybe his plan is to pull the boogie world into oh, our world does he shoot a laser beam into the sky <laughs> that's how it works yes he does. <laughs> exactly that and you know what? It's directly over the Empire State Building. Oh wow! Deal with it, like <laughs> you know. No, but like you know, maybe like you know, some kind of like big. Uh, I'm trying to think of a cool place where they could do it in New York, but you know, like a huge like pit. Cool building in New York. Of, um, opens up in the middle of Times Square or something. Or and Central it's got Park. Pulling stuff in, and then the you see the boogie world. It's starting to trans move into New York City, you know, and it's like. Um, things are starting to become like upside down or, or whatever. And what if you um, get caught between the boogie world and New York City? I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't know what that references. Um, so yeah, there's a big. Let's say the boogeyman. He's trying to pull the uh, boogie world. world into like a <laughs> into a big boogie portal. He's trying to con he's trying to combine <laughs> the two worlds so he can kind of rule over all of them, keep everyone terrified forever. So they realise they've got to stop the boogeyman. So they go with their new gear, they're fighting their way through ghosts, and they realise, right, we, if we don't stop him, like, everything's fucked anyway. So they go, they're fighting their way through all the ghosts, and they get to Times Square, and the boogeyman's there. <laughs> big, big boogie monster, you know. Um, and so they take him on, and they've got all their new gear, and they're like, right, this should totally work, you know, because, like, um, uh, you know, we say so. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters, we're the extreme um, Ghostbusters. Yeah, they're like they're like you know, science says that that uh, that you know theoretically, if we do this and that and that, you know, um, and hit him with this and then counteract it with that, we should be able to reverse the polarities like they used to in the cartoon. Nice. You know, and send him back into uh, send him back into uh, the boogie world. You know, so um, so they go down there and they start trying to fight him with all their new fancy gear. But it's uh, it's not working, um, and then 
uh, suddenly they hear in the distance, yeah, and they fucking turn around and there's the Ecto One, it's barreling them, barreling them towards them, and they're like, oh my god, who's that? And then on top of it, these huge cannons come out and they're like, start blasting the boogeyman, and he's like, oh no. I didn't expect to be blasted by car cannons. That's uh, that's a, one of the many weaknesses that I have. The script you know, is brilliant. And well, you know, I, I mean, bear in Dialogue. mind, it's just a very, very glossed <laughs> over version. No, I like of it. What you would turn into, um, you know, function and dialogue and that. I think we keep that dialogue. Up, and then the door opens and out steps Melissa McCarthy. And everyone is. in the theatre goes, Oh, <laughs> but we've now established that that Ghostbusters somehow also exists in a world <laughs> where we've previously established that it definitely did. maybe the boogie world coming in opens the ghost Ghostbusters multiverse. Yeah, perfect. The yeah. multiverse, including the cartoon Ghostbusters with the monkey. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not so much. That's a legal problem. <laughs> I just wanted to get that in there. Happen. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I've got it. Okay, here we go. So He's got it. Um, so she's got it all figured out and she's like, right. She quickly runs to Winston and she's like, I've got it. This is one of the old style proton packs, right? And she's like, right, yeah, perfect. Okay, I just need to change the settings on the back here. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, right now, fire. And he's like, and it hits the boogeyman and it sends him back into the boogie world and it uh, closes the portal behind him and all the ghosts get sucked into the uh, containment unit and uh, and then Slimer appears and turns it back on to keep them all in there. There we go. We've yep. wrapped that up. Seth Quite Rogen Slimer. Um, you know, and it's like, um, so then I guess, yeah, we either establish that Melissa McCarthy is basically her character, but in the continuity of the original movies. Can give her a little bit where she complains about her Chinese soup or oh, whatever yeah. it was. Like, well, yeah, you know, the one thing I hate about uh, hate about New York City is like a Lost Boys reference. <laughs> one thing I hate about New York City is the fact you get no wontons and all the damn boogeymen. What a great running joke that was in that film. Yeah. Oh, God, please. I just to be fair, we, we, we both don't mind that film, so it's uh... no, yeah, but it's not particularly her that we enjoy, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, so that kind of ties up. I mean, obviously, that's just very, very broad strokes in yeah, terms no, of I like it, kind of, but you know, that way you get to introduce a new character, some cool new equipment, uh, four new Ghostbusters, um, one of them's a girl, um, or two of them, I guess, technically, um, you know, um. Although uh, you could change the ratio up a bit, you, you know, you could replace one of those characters with another girl and just make that a bit more kind of um, evened out. Um, so then I guess the Ghostbusters have saved the day and they're like, what do we do now? And they go, oh, well, actually, there's loads of ghosts in New York now. Let's not trap them in the containment unit. Yeah. So you send the boogeyman back, but he's let all the bloody ghosts out now. So we've got a job to do. We've got to go clean it up. Thank you. I'll see you in mm. Ghostbusters Extreme 2. You know, we're, so we're set up now for a sequel where they've got to go and like, well, what do we do now? Well, we've got to go out and clean up all these ghosts. In clean New York up the city. And there we go. I mean, for, for the fact that, we, that we're trying to put this together as we go along, it's not the worst story. But here is the stinger. Here it comes. So they wander off into New York, you know, like, and she's like, hey, you guys want to ride? And they get in the Ecto-1, and, like, Winston's, like, he sits and he goes, like, where'd you get this? And she's like, oh, it's been stored, like, downtown for ages. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, and he sits back in the car that he hasn't been in for years, and he's like, you know, he's finally at peace that he's, like, the leader of the new Ghostbusters. It's cool. It's cool shit, you know. There's wheelchair like access it. for Garrett for some reason, um, you know. It was uh, just built in anyway. It's just like a ramp at the back that was never there before. Mm. So we can just get in. And then um and then we see them drive off um into the distance and that's the end. Then credits start to roll and then suddenly we open on it's a dark street late at night. Shops all closed down, borders on the windows, but we see the old sign for Ray's bookshop. 
we move in on it and we move and there's this, like a figure sat inside and he's by uh he's by by like a you know like a tote like a small kind of lamp at the back and we move inside and we can see someone reading through the books and he's he's reading incantations and stuff and then all suddenly all the air starts to books start to fall off the shelves like in the library at the beginning of the original movie and stuff and uh the man who sat reading the book stands and turns around and it's fucking Dan Aykroyd, isn't it? Yeah. Piece of shit, Dan Aykroyd. He's having sex with a ghost, probably. <clears throat> um, and uh, he looks up and he goes, uh, he says something like, you know, uh, goes, well, the boogeyman didn't work out, did he? But maybe we'll have better luck with the Grendel. And then we see Ooh. the Grendel step out of the shadows and then... Uh, he goes, I'm glad you called. And then <laughs> cut to the credits. And there we go. Yeah. Fucking rebooted goddamn Ghostbusters. Extreme. Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual Ghostbusters. I mean, yeah, I mean both really, but that works. Oh, technically yeah. both. Um, Backdoor Ghostbusters. Not far out where I think I, if we'd done original Ghostbusters, I probably would have gone. Yeah, similar route, I think. Well, if we ever do main Ghostbusters, I've got another idea that's not a million miles away, but different enough, I'd say. But you know, that's for another time. So that I mean, that's not a bad reboot, I don't think. And if you do think so, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) I think many things. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, If you enjoyed this, you can check out other episodes on uh, on anchor.fm slash micro micho. We have the we have the audio version there or on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Michael Pictures, NYCHO Pictures. Um, you can watch the previous episodes there. Um, if you want to get these, oh, pardon me. If you want to get these early, you can get them early by going to patreon.com slash Michael, NYCHO. Uh, and we do these about a month ish early, uh, depending on what's going on in the world and lockdowns and schedules and all that kind of madness. Um, so, but yeah, roughly you get these about a month earlier than you do on YouTube and stuff. Um, and from, from like one pound fifty a month, and you get other stuff. You get a uh, real horror, uh, which is uh, Anna and Eve's show about um, true crime. Uh, you get my cast interviews, which is interviews with cast and crew from uh, various Michael movies. Uh, and if you go to Michael.co.uk, Michael.co.uk, you can get um, movies and DVDs and T-shirts and digital downloads and there's links to all of our movies on Prime and the short films and uh, I'd probably already said t-shirts but there's t-shirts as well and uh, action figures t-shirts. all kind of all stuff like that so if you've got any of those places you can see that stuff uh, and we'll see you next time on Gritty Rebobs bye <laughs> Gritty Rebobs